Toto. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're listening to Out of Oz, a podcast from Building 28 Church. Welcome to Out of Oz, a Building 28 Church podcast where we confront the fantasies and fallacies of modern day Christian culture with compassion, conviction, and courage. I'm back as the host, Peter Tragos. With me as always, Pastor Aaron of Building 28. What are we talking about today? We're talking about weed. The Mary Jane, the big fat doobies. <laughs> That's what we're talking about today. Drugs. Uh, Drugs. <laughs> drug. Marijuana. Natural. Oh, God-given. Gosh. I'm just, hey, just just setting it up for you. Just setting it up for, for yeah. the, our listeners. Natural. God-given. But the effects from weed can be mind-altering and purpose-crushing. And so all of this, especially since it has been legalized medicinally in many states, recreationally in more than a few states now, all this leaves us with the ever-increasing question, can Christians in righteousness and good conscience biblically justify the use of marijuana, smoking or edibles, whatever? And so helping us answer this question today, we got a couple of guys I'm very familiar with. One of my old home group homies from Clearwater Christian hey. College days, Mr. Alan Pereira, recently married, recently yes, married. You see him more mature yeah. today when he, he came yes, in. Yes, yes. So know? there's there's a maturation that's taking place there. Uh, Alan the is a is an ambassador <laughs> with Man Up and Go. Uh, what is what is your official title there? Uh, digital storyteller. Okay, digital storyteller with Man Up and Go. You will recognize him from our How Do I Handle Toxic People podcast. He's a covenant member here at Building Twenty Eight. Thanks for being on the podcast today, bro. Thanks for having me. And then me. my legit oldest friend, my legit bro, my brother, Nate Curran, singer, songwriter, internationally touring musician, artist. We don't have to say what his position is on the, on the uh, topic. <laughs> uh, Nate, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Yeah. A little, bit, a little bit lighter topic today than last time you were here with us, but uh, thank the Lord. <laughs> here, here for season two. Thanks for being on. Pete. All right. So let's roll. No pun intended. This is <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those, right? So when, when we talk about marijuana, there's two main ways to talk about it, right? Medical marijuana and recreational use, right? So let's just start and try to go quickly through medical marijuana. I don't think we'll have a, a ton of difference here, but do you see anything wrong with or anything sinful about Christians using medical marijuana? Start with you, Alan. No. Okay, Nate. <laughs> I think marijuana across the board is awful. Okay, and I, I think people should be doped up on prescriptions uh, yes, to support the pharmaceuticals. And that's the, and that's the main and that's argument. My, you know, is it's like there are more addictive. They farm every time. Yeah, they there farm. are there are more addictive, <laughs> worse physically, yeah. and just horrible medications that people take for mm-hmm. pain and for cancer and for whatever it may be. Therefore, if you need medical marijuana, I don't think any of us have a problem with Christians taking it, especially, well, only if it's legal in your state, right? Yeah. I mean, that that would be the- Illegal would, equals sinful. That would be the pastoral perspective I would have is, uh, I do think it has become far too easy to access it even medically at times. And that's and so, the only objection I was going to have. And so I think there should be serious consideration once again, just like with any medication, mm-hmm. like, do you really want to take that much of it? Do you really want to be that dependent on something? But um, by and large, as a general principle, no, I would not stand in all in prohibition against medical marijuana. I use. think if you go to the Doc MJ or whatever they are, and you lie about symptoms to say what you need to say to get medical marijuana to smoke it, that's sin. 
Okay, because yeah, the lying yeah, yeah. is the sinful part of that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's I think or where you, our church or if you, would stand. You trust um, the doctor on his bicycle down at the beach who is prescribing True. you. That might not be the best course of action. Well, whatever <laughs> maybe. If you go through non-legitimate routes, right, to work the system in any situation, not just medical marijuana, but just since we're talking about marijuana today, yeah. that sin we're not at all standing for or okay with that. Okay, so get that out of the way. So let's talk recreational use. And to start, I want to talk, I want to start the conversation because it's most interesting to me as somebody who doesn't drink, doesn't smoke weed. What do you think the differences are in alcohol and marijuana? Do you see any differences or do you see them similarly recreationally? Nate, let's start with you. I think marijuana is much safer than alcohol. Okay, why? And I, I have less of an issue with marijuana than I do with alcohol. I don't drink like you, but I partake medically. I have, I have my card, cat out of the bag. <laughs> um, for multiple issues. Good thing we all said that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was close. That was awkward. Yeah. You didn't want to tell us. So is it personal experience as to why you think one's That's safer part of than it. the other? Personal okay. experience, personal observation of over the years, like you said, touring 15 to 20 years, seeing lots and lots of people drink versus smoke and the ramifications of both. I think alcohol is much more dangerous. I think it's much more of a gateway you know, there's a reason why people drink and drive and that kills thousands and thousands of people every year uh, versus you very rarely hear about someone getting high and driving and it ending up in an accident. I mean, most of the time they end up in the Doritos aisle at Walmart. It, I mean, it is that's still kinda, technically illegal. Good for the it economy, is, it though. Is. So you but shouldn't, in terms as of Christians, yeah. smoke yeah. weed and drive. Yeah, sure. It is illegal because it's, it's under the influence, impairing though. your normal yeah. faculties, right? It's not sure. just blowing above with, yeah. with the DUI. But Okay, so you think that medical marijuana is actually safer? I'm sorry, marijuana is safer and better recreationally than alcohol. We get and and if we even want to, you know, I know that's sort of further down the discussion on whether it's right or wrong recreationally. Mm -hmm. But I think in comparison to alcohol, Mm -hmm. if we're going to talk about the legality of it, should it be legal? Yeah, uh, recreationally, my vote would be yes. Um, if alcohol is legal, yep. marijuana should be legal. I mean, that that's my, now whether Christians should use it, that's a different, that's a different. Right. Topic. And I think that's kind of going to be our focus, Alan. So what do you see as the differences between recreational alcohol use and marijuana? Yeah. So I would agree with Nate as far as it's, it's safer. I wouldn't agree that it's safer um, mentally. So it does have psychoactive components. Um, there's a huge correlation between schizophrenia activating in people um, and them being marijuana users, a high percentage. But that's usually if you do it at an adolescent stage or in your like 20s. So if you're like 40 and you're smoking, you're not really doing anything like that. You're not putting yourself in that um, position. But if there are teenagers using, they are more likely to activate something like schizophrenia in them. But yeah, so I mean, basically- As far as Christians, we would also, because a lot of the science and the data and the research goes into when it becomes legal or illegal. And then there's going to be an age requirement, most likely. For so sure. For Christians, our advice will always be also only do it if it's legal for what age you are as well, because there'll be reasons for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like le- legally, I believe, yeah, it's definitely so much safer than alcohol in the sense of like it destroys your liver. You can't die from overdosing on marijuana, you know? Interesting like, fact. Yeah. <laughs> so like you're, you're not, but you can die from alcohol poisoning. So there's so, you don't see a bar fight happening. You'll probably see two guys become best friends. Like yeah. they'll probably hang out more, you know? So I think on that end, it's definitely safer on a like violence or death situation, but mentally I don't believe it's safer. So I still think that um, people should be cautious as to how they approach it. Um, I saw this one woman in um, 
Canada, she showed her medical marijuana like packet, and on the front it said, "You are high higher risk at higher risk for psychosis or schizophrenia." Right on the packet, like big letters. So you do have to be careful. And and I would say even with that though, there are so many different blends and strains. Yeah, yeah. And depending on we'll what get into you're that. prescribed and all yeah, that, we'll yeah, get into that. That can play into psychosis. But some people have no idea when they yeah, jump right, in. For sure. For sure. All right, I'm going to jump in right here and a couple other observations that I have as somebody who has very, very limited exposure to marijuana, but someone who admittedly celebrates the gift of alcohol. A lot okay? of experience. <laughs> um, which, by the way, I haven't, I haven't had any alcohol for a month. And I, Look at how happy been, and chipper it is. Good. Can we all just agree <laughs> with that? Then I am if you're watching. How much better is this, right? My wife would say I need the alcohol, but I'm, jo- <laughs> I'm joking. Um, a couple of things. One, you can easily, and this has been pointed out by so many, but you can easily, I, I actually agree with you guys that alcohol is a much more aggressive, if you want to call it drug, than marijuana is. Um, but the point and purpose seemingly for most people of marijuana is to get high, which is a prohibition in, in violation of Ephesians chapter five that says, do not be intoxicated, do not mm-hmm. be drunk. Now it says specifically there with wine, but we would apply that to beer, obviously to any alcohol. And we would also apply it to anything that alters your mental state to the point where you're not in control. At least that's how yeah. I understand drunkenness or intoxication. And so from what I understand, one or two puffs on a joint can get you high, whereas a glass or even two glasses of wine does not get you intoxicated. It might be blown over the legal limit, like that's in our discussion. But as far as actually being in control of your what you're saying and what you're doing and not mind altered, uh, purpose not, not mitigated, um, that is something I think that, that bears consideration. Because that's one of the things people are going to bring up yeah. uh, for sure is how it directly leads to intoxication. Um, the second thing I would bring up is that the purpose, and I think all of us agree on this, the purpose that we are here is, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, we are ambassadors of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so intoxication clearly is a sin, but also the effects of intoxication, of being high, being stoned, being drunk, is that it is, especially when you talk about marijuana and the overuse of it, is that it can be purpose crushing, as we said at the outset. You're right, there's not too many guys getting in bar fights when they're stoned. But there's also not very many, and I'm sure there are getting up there and going to work in the morning, getting up and going to work, right. or even being on mission, like actively right. purposely on mission that. for Jesus. Yeah. I'm not saying if you have a little marijuana buzz, that doesn't happen. But typically, once again, it escalates very quickly from what I've heard to a point of being high. I know there's different strands and blends and all that, and I, I get all that. Believe me, I affirm it. But I just think that it can very easily lead to, from what I have heard and what I've observed, it can very easily lead to not not functionality in the way that Christ has commissioned us to function. And so those are a couple of things I'll bring up as far as the differences. I could have a glass of wine or a pint of beer or a couple in the evening over dinner, and I'm it's not going to affect my ability to communicate the gospel, communicate truth. And and I understand a little bit of prescribed men, medical marijuana or it may actually make you more likely to be out on mission if it's medically prescribed, like if sure, you have sure. anxiety Absolutely. or whatever it may be. Like I do think there are reasons for it, but we're we're moving yeah. into the recreational realm here. Okay. Do we all agree that, and I don't know, maybe I haven't thought through this, but is is, is every addiction a sin if you're addicted to something it's sinful, would you say? Unless mm. Jesus uh, other than Jesus. Yeah, except for Jesus, <laughs> like I would food, say so. drink. Yeah. Well Paul Paul says in First Corinthians, I will not be mastered by anything. Right. So there's the biblical prohibition against anything we're addicted to. Now, as we talked about on the podcast, and this would go for weed and it would go for alcohol as well. 
Christians just have this uncanny ability to justify things as non-addiction that are actually addiction. And so when we're listening to this or watching this back or having this discussion today, it's important to actually take a step back and ask the people close to us, do I have an unhealthy dependence, addiction to this thing? But yes, it is, I would, I believe it's sinful addiction. So, so the substance abuse and mental health service administration did a study on marijuana. One in 10 people, one in 10 marijuana users are addicted and one in six that start before they're 18, like we talked about, are addicted. So the numbers go up when you're when you're younger, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a higher percentage than people would admit that they were addicted to marijuana. I also think marijuana is a scary, just like alcohol. I, I find them very similar mm-hmm. besides the strand difference, which we'll get to. And I wouldn't use marijuana just for the same reasons I don't use alcohol for the pretty much the same reasons. But I think that it's a scary situation to be in recreationally because- It doesn't look like anything's wrong. Like you guys are saying, oh, there's two guys are more likely to be friends or, you know, Mm -hmm. they're happy or they're just chill or they're just hanging out or whatever. They're going to eat Doritos, whatever. But I think that there is a real problem with a lot of the side effects of recreational use of marijuana, like what Aaron was talking about, laziness being Mm -hmm. a big one. And I did see like on a lot of the research that I did, a lot of bad like negative side effects, mm-hmm. paranoia, anxiety could come from it when you're not using it and not in your chill state or whatever. You become more anxious, hallucinations, impaired memory, problem solving issues, um, impaired body movements, with, which comes with DUI, how you can be impaired when, you, when you're on marijuana, mood swings, things like that, right? So there, and a lot of it's mental, like what you're talking about, because it can kind of alter your mental state with the high. And this is all theoretical and just data driven for me, not experiential. But to me, it's like, let's think now as a Christian, let's think about what the Bible says. Let's think about trying to make the wisest decisions as Christian brothers and sisters and who we're talking to. Can I just lay a couple more on the table really quick? I think they're important that once again, people watching, especially if they're in the camp of marijuana is prohibited for Christians, they're, they're going to want addressed. And that is, it's damaging to our witness. So not only does it potentially mitigate our witness, but alcohol use... And especially because weed is so new on the, the kind of kind of being pushed nationally, um, it can be damaging to our witness. I'm not saying that I necessarily affirm that, but this is one of the things that people will push forward and posit for us. And it's coping. That's what it is. It's 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 instead of coping biblically at times with anxiety, with discouragement. Instead of finding joy in Jesus, and I'm not saying this, once again, if medically it's prescribed by a doctor because you need help with this, that's one thing, but it's easy just to run to alcohol, to run to food for cake or ice cream, or to run to marijuana instead of coping with something biblically. Those are the arguments I think typically that we've addressed that are going to be brought against And a lot of them were similar on the alcohol podcast, right? So there's a lot of similarities. So Nate and Alan. Yeah. Discuss. So, I mean, I would land, so I land where I affirm medical marijuana, like I'm I'm good with that as long as, and even if somebody is like doing it the wrong, going about the wrong way, then that's why I don't line with them, right? Um, recreationally, as a Christian, I believe that you should not, I believe no one should, but as a believer, I don't believe, I, I believe you'd be in sin if you are recreationally using marijuana to cope incorrectly, um, to distract yourself from things and later on falling into addiction. I believe that you're not stewarding your body well, the same way as if you're eating fast food all the time or, you know, like it's not just marijuana. I think it just has that stipulation on it, but yeah. So I, I don't believe that it's right to do as a believer, recreationally. Ever. I think if you are using it to be uh, under the influence, 
Like, sure, like sure, if sure. you're if you're losing sobriety, like if you have a crazy tolerance, as long as you're under a 0.08. But, yeah, like, but because, can we agree that it's possible to actually smoke some type of weed or take edibles or use a cream with THC in it or something? Yeah, marijuana related without having without having the goal of coping or getting yeah yeah yeah. Whatever I'm on. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying on the sense of like I'm doing this to get high. Like yeah. my goal is to get high. Like I mean, the other there's like a few nights ago. It's actually been a couple of times. So I'm restless. Like I don't like sleep, and so I literally fall asleep. One up. Huh? You lit one up? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> but Alexis, just Alexis forced. Um, Alexis did. Yeah, she forced me to smoke. Not playing. She forced me to take like not forced me, but she was like, "Alan, you're gonna take CBD tonight." And I was like, "Okay, fine." Like, and that I don't need the psychoactive side, right? I don't need THC, and that just completely like I've never done that before, and it just calmed my body. And I first time out. taking CBD. First time. Oh wow. Yeah, and it was crazy. Like I was like, "Yeah, sure, okay, I'll try it," and then. It wasn't even a placebo thing because how am I going to think through while I'm sleeping? Like, well, oh, I'm going to go into deep sleep. The whole point of a placebo sleep. effect is that you don't know it's a placebo effect. No, but like while you're sleeping, <laughs> like while you're sleeping, like you're not like, oh man, this is really working. I'm like, I've never slept that long before. And so like, I feel like you can get benefits of they marijuana. They don't talk to you about the, how THC is even better after the podcast. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, you know, I mean, I tend to agree with you. I mean, especially on the, I have a problem with, with a lot of believers in their use of alcohol. Like I, I see it. I mm-hmm. see other people. I see the way that it's it's abused. I see the way people justify it, mm. having not just the amount of drinks in a setting, but the frequency yes. that they have to how have a often, drink, right. how mm. often it is. It mm. alarms me at times. Mm. And yet I don't think alcohol is a sin. And I don't think having a drink is a sin or there's anything wrong with it. But I would ask, what's the main reason people even want to have one drink, a beer, a glass of wine? It's generally to say, take some sort of edge off, mm-hmm. to have relax, a good time, whatever. relax. I would argue the same benefits for marijuana without some of the ramifications of alcohol, um, even if it's quote unquote recreational. Not everyone's looking to get blitzed out of their mind or get high every single night or even have a buzz every single Some people are literally they're in a place where maybe it's only legally medicinally and they can't get a prescription, but they need it. To help just relax them to sleep. I mean, there's a number of reasons. Like medicate. Um, yeah, kind of yeah. You know, the same way you would have a drink, mm-hmm. or you know, there's a number of different things. You know, mm-hmm. have a bowl of ice cream before bed. I mean, we could talk about the addictions of sugar way before we could talk oh, yeah. alcohol or marijuana. Um, but people don't want to have that discussion. So, so I, I guess my view would be, if it's abused in any way, absolutely, it's a sin, and I'd have a problem with it. But I don't think across the board, I could say it's always wrong recreationally. I have several friends. Some people might not find this shocking. Others might. I have several friends who use consistently, mostly medical, but some recreationally in other states. And and they will say, all of them will say, they're all Christians, by the way, or at least professing Christians. And they'll all say, I don't get high. Mm. And their spouses, a lot of times, will say, like it just, they were so stressed out. They were so on edge. And I, I think there's a fine line, whether, whether it comes to, um, you know, CBD or just CBD kind of have that same effect of taking the edge off so you don't have to deal with anxiety laden things in life or alcohol or weed. But there is a fine line of, okay, I understand like we live in a very stressful, very broken world and just kind of managing through those things and taking a little edge off of life. I, I get that. I understand what people are saying. I don't think that's necessarily a sin. It's when it goes beyond that. And that's how they they deal with the world is constantly in kind of an inebriated state, mm-hmm. which I know you're not arguing. Neither one of you are arguing for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 
like I said, I, I know several like really seemingly godly, love Jesus people who will go, I, I use frequently and it just helps to kind of mellow me out a little bit. It, I'm not, I'm not altered in my thinking. Yeah. I'm not altered in my mission for Christ. It actually kind of drives me forward in my mission for yeah. Christ. So here's my issue. Not personally with any of your friends who I don't know who you're talking about anyways, <laughs> but just generally, and it's the same, I guess a very similar issue I have with alcohol, like what Nate was saying, but I would apply it to weed even more because it's so hard to tell when you're high or drunk, right? If you're someone else. And if it's someone who really likes doing it, they're not usually, I almost said never, they're not usually going to admit that they have a problem with it or that they actually are high. They're going to say it's just taking the edge off or whatever we Christianize to be okay, mm -hmm. you know, as drinking or smoking weed. And I would personally... Anywhere in the Bible, so bringing it back to biblical truths, yeah. like, and Aaron, yeah. would you agree with this? Or everybody, would you agree with this? Everywhere where the Bible says drunkard, drunkenness, given over to much wine or drink or strong drink, or in Proverbs where it says redness of eyes, you know, stuff sure. like that's what people yeah. want to point to. Like, I would say that high, you can put right in there. You can substitute sure. high right in for yeah, drunkard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just so people can understand, because yeah, it doesn't necessarily as often, quote, don't get high. Yeah. But it's the same thing, right? And it's addicted to marijuana or whatever drug it, it, where we may be talking about. So my biggest issue is the same thing that we talked on the sex podcast with Melissa Hale and the alcohol podcast is why mess with it? Why try to dance and figure out where this line is when mm. you're going to hit that line eventually? Like mm -hmm. how else do you find out where the line is except smoke too much or eat too many gummies or drink too much, right? And again, mm -hmm. this is why big distinction between medical and recreational because mm -hmm. if you need it, that's different. But if you're doing it for fun, like to me, that's just why I never will. Like, yeah. there's like a million reasons but, why. But yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. done CBD. I think that I'm argument, like a psycho. So no, it's not, no, that I'm argument, not like, like I've a never robot. done it either. Like that robot. argument can be applied to so many things, though. That's okay. Let's that's, talk about it. No, what, no, I'm just, what I'm is just similar? saying. What I know you didn't like this on the Q and A with me and Powers, but Powers and I are very Nate brought up sugar. Like that, so many people cope with the world around them with dessert, with dessert, with sugar, with certain foods. Like, got ice cream. Like, <laughs> that's, fine. That's just how they cope. And what I'm saying is. But we would never say, why mess with food if you have a why have propensity that one donut to, to be gluttonous? Why get or, that close to the edge. Yeah, mm. if, if one donut's going to drive you to have three donuts, why even have the one? We would never do that with food. We would never do that with, mm. like, so I, I take golf. Like, I've started, I picked back up golf, as you know, trying. Anyway. I know why. I mean, I, I was there I'm, to charge you on. I'll, I'll never, I'll never <laughs> be as good. Literally, we're out the there start. and I say to Peter, I don't know why I waste money doing this. I hate this game. And the last hole, I hit a good shot and I'm like, I'm going out every day. That's my but, goal uh, <laughs> when we play is to get him to quit by the but end. But you can become moment. addicted to Anything. any hobby, right? Anything. But we would never use that outside of weed and alcohol, maybe one or two other things. We would never use that as a prohibition to never indulge in any of those enjoyable things. Well, some people would. Yeah. I mean, John well, Piper would. I mean, pe people are like that with TV, mm -hmm. social media. True. I won't have a Facebook account because I spend more than eight minutes a day on it or whatever. And that's fine for that person. But I don't think you can put that on everyone. Conviction. And say, it's wrong to have a Actually, Facebook account. Actually, I would say account. it is good yeah. for anybody who is who wrestles with any addiction, whether it's the weed, alcohol, or anything else, to really kind of cut that out at least for a season in their life. So, sure. so many that are listening potentially social media is one of those things. Mm -hmm. And for me, like I just find myself at times wasting time that I don't need to waste surfing or reading or watching videos. And so I just cut that out at times and I'll bring it back slowly. And Jeffrey will be like, please bring it back. So you have a presence on social media and I'll bring it back. And then I'll cut so it Jeff out again. Causing you to stumble. <laughs> no, but I think, I think that it's actually not just fine, but I think it's good. And I think people should do that more in the Christian life. And so if weed or yeah. alcohol for that matter is causing you, you're like, man, I I'm developing a dependence or an addiction yeah. or over 
overindulgence in these things or sugar, cutting those things out, I think is good. But I just don't, I don't know if I would say, hey, just because weed can lead to this or alcohol can lead to this or sugar can lead to this, why even dabble with it at all? Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's a good gift that can be enjoyed in some context without sin, I would argue that making a hard and fast rule across the board against it, whether it's social mm-hmm. media or sugar or marijuana, mm-hmm. I would have a hard time with. Now, and also a, a difficult a difficult matter with weed specifically, but also with alcohol once again, they, they tie in so much, but is the line of intoxication moves per person, right? So almost every Christian's like, yep, don't be drunk with wine, but I can be Three anything glasses. but falling over and not be drunk. And that's exactly the point. Yeah, that, just that's like that's what, that's what I'm saying. But so, you have to take yourself to that line to figure like, it out. Will people do that? Is the point. But also, right? like I said, I think, and I know once again, I know we see this differently, Pete. But I think the line of gluttony moves per Christian. I I would be a little more conservative on the line of gluttony. Would you say? And this is stupid to get off on this topic, but so but, we were out one night in New York City, and there was some great ice cream place, and we just ate till we were like so stuffed we could barely walk home. That's as bad as if we just got smashed blackout drunk. You would say it's the same. Not not socially, once again. I'm that's, not talking that's, about sin, no, no, sinly. No, but, that's what I'm no, but about. There, there are social ramifications to sin, so we need to understand that. Um, but spiritually speaking, sin, sin is equal in the eyes of God. The, there's only one sin that ultimately okay. condemns us, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. But sin is sin in the eyes of God. So, so you think, yes. Overindulgence in anything, addiction to anything is sin. And the evangelical church, which somebody brought up on the Q&A for the podcast, which I was thankful for, has just like looked at things like gluttony and gossip and other things and going, ah, it's not that big a deal anymore. But things like weed and alcohol are terrible. Mm-hmm. And overindulgence in anything, sin is sin. Like sin is an affront to God. And so- But one causes a multitude of other sins sure, and a lot different physical ramifications than the other. So to say that they're the same to me is just, and the mindset is just so different to me with but, that. Isn't, I, it, I mean, but isn't it before the Lord is the like- Eternally, the consequences just based on like if you're forgiven, you're forgiven. But at the same time, it's still like sin is sin. But like what you just said, like socially or like on earth, the consequences look different. So if I just eat nonstop, well, I don't think they just look the time, different. I think there are well, different are earthly different. consequences. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah I, know, yeah. I know you said this is somewhat well, stupid. I know you're saying well, it's kind of cheeky, but but no, I, no, I, I meant I, to take this. No, 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 no. I, I like the divergence because we do elevate certain faux pas within Christianity to the point where, and then we minimize certain things that are always sin. There's never like a point of intoxication with gossip or gluttony. It's when you cross that line, it is always sin to gossip. And I would actually argue that gossip and slander and evil rhetoric has, not, has physical consequences sure, that not, have We're not talking about gossip. Yeah, gossip yeah, yeah. is not what I'm talking or, about. Okay, even gluttony. gluttony. Defining gluttony. Sure. And defining when it becomes a sin to me is where the boat gets missed and, and my when, whole, when comparing it to- And my whole point is, it's the same with intoxication. It's difficult- I disagree. It's difficult to draw a hard and fast line and to say, at two glasses, this person's intoxicated, which some people would say. Some people would say, if, if you blow over the legal limit, even if you're at home, you're not driving, you blow over the legal limit, you're intoxicated. I would disagree with that. And, and then others, they would just keep moving that line kind of all over the place- and so I don't, You're for saying me you anyway. You can't blanket that over everybody. It's, it's hard. Now, there's certain things sure, where no, almost, yeah. for sure, no. where 90% of Christians are it's like, case by case. they're stoned or they're drunk. Yeah. Right? But someone's falling down. Okay. Clearly, or even, or even their speech or whatever. Yeah. It's obviously. Like, but I yeah. think the line is before that. I would agree with Pete. The line's before that, Agreed. where there's intoxication. But really, to me, when I look at don't be drunk with wine or don't be stoned with weed, 
but be filled with the Holy Spirit, the the contrast there is either our minds are under the operation and influence of the Spirit, or they're under the operation and influence of a substance. another substance. And that is where intoxication comes. So long before I'm falling over, staggering, drunk, or stoned, or whatever, or maybe you're not even staggering, stoned, I don't know. But before that occurs, there's a mind alteration that takes place. And so when we deal with this issue of intoxication, that is something, because I just think it's easy to be like, well, I don't ever get intoxicated, or I don't ever get drunk, or I don't ever get stoned. And yeah. yet... There's definitely mind alteration that is taking place beyond just taking a little bit of the edge off of stress that's going on in life. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the bigger issues with marijuana and alcohol is what is the purpose, right? I think the way Nate described it would be the best argument against it being a sin, meaning like it's just a good thing if you want to enjoy it, if you have fun, just like you have fun watching a TV show, whatever, if it's something that you have fun doing, right? Which is fine. But I think that What's really hard about these conversations, which I'm glad we have, is like, how do you advise some, like, if you're going to advise your kid, would you tell your kid to smoke marijuana? Like if they're 18 and they're in college, would you be like, yeah, it's fun, smoke marijuana? Because I wouldn't. It's so difficult right now because it's so new once again. I would advise. But what about the drink? If they're 21, so, so that's, get... that's the thing is, personally, I don't think it's going to be any shock to our listeners, right? I want to be the one to buy my son his first beer or his first glass of wine. I want to show him as he's growing up and my other son and my daughter, what responsible God glorifying drinking like Jesus drank looks like. I want to do that. I think 30 years from now, the conversation is going to be so different about weed because it's not going to be like this new concept anymore. It's going to yeah. be like everyone's it's been doing be it. It's going to be legalized. Yeah. For you to do it. And yeah. so at this point, as I sit here, I, I don't see myself ever going, hey, you know what, Spurgeon, let's roll a fat one tonight and, yeah. you know, um, or take some gummies. I don't see that necessarily yeah, cool, ever cool. happening. <laughs> but when I look at when I look at alcohol and I look at it as a gift and I look at it as something that Jesus did and the, the church fathers did, I would go, Spurgeon, you cannot be intoxicated. You cannot be dependent on this. You can't be addicted mm -hmm. to this. But, hey, we're out in California. You're 21, 22, 23. Let's let's have a glass of wine in Napa. Why are you like, on? I was gonna say, why are you on California? I'm saying, like, yeah, we're going here. Like, what, 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 what just happened? I, I think it's like, it was a weed thing. Like, yeah, no, no, like, yeah. to, Nate, to, Nate's, to Nate's point, it's it's a it's a at least alcohol yeah. is a gift, and I think it's going to over the next couple of generations, weed is going to start more so falling. It's there's such a visceral reaction to weed right now because, like I said, it's just new. It's yeah, you know, but. Um, well, I have it's a just changed so much. Just real quick. Yeah. You know, if you look back over the last 30 years, you know, I, I think without getting too much into this and going off in the weeds, if you study the history of marijuana in America and our war on drugs in the 80s and 90s mm -hmm. and the way that marijuana was stigmatized by mm -hmm. big pharma and the money that was poured into lobbyists and then in our government for Republicans and Democrats to both fight against marijuana, mm -hmm. there's, there was a stigma established where every evangelical was like, this is the root of all evil. How evangelicals were in the 70s with alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and that has slowly begun to crumble, especially the last 10 to 15 years. It's mm -hmm. become legally, medicinally, and now recreationally. I think that's where my argument stems from. Would I advise another Christian to smoke weed? Probably not. Mm. Like, I had a conversation mm -hmm. about this this morning with a friend, and I was like, we've got to be really careful. I'm not, even though I'm I think, agree, I agree. Yeah. that's how yeah. I feel. Like, I think yeah. even though marijuana should be legally yeah, legal yeah, yeah. across Agreed. the board, even recreationally, I think as believers, that doesn't give us the right to use it necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, I would argue for its legality, but maybe caution believers with its use. Legal doesn't mean holy. That's right. true. Sure. So do you think, do you find a difference between marijuana and cigars? 
Well, sure. There's a difference. Okay. So yeah. what, what would you say the difference? You use big cigar guy. Yeah. So what, what do you think the difference is? Oh, cigars give me way worse breath. <laughs> no, but I mean no, like seriously, because you're just saying the way you use marijuana is just as something you enjoy, which is the same thing as cigars. Well, I don't. I don't smoke recreationally. I know, but I, I'm I saying smoke medicinally. Right, but, but I'm saying like, that, but you, but but you still say it as it's a thing someone can do as they enjoy. That's how you use cigars. Like they right? don't need to get high to right. I think smoke. it's sort of the same thing. Okay, and, that's what and, I was asking. And let's talk about. I mean, I know we've we've kind of touched on this a couple of times, but if we want to circle back around to strains of marijuana, sure. yeah, yeah, because there are certain strains that are super low in THC and mm-hmm. super high in CBD. Mm-hmm. You know, like indica, that someone could literally smoke half a night and not get high. I mean, it's just not bought. They could sit there and be relaxed. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's never affected their brain to because the CBD keeps it from connecting. Right. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of it depends on that. It's not like alcohol where alcohol is you have one a, thing. You have an ABV yeah. and that's it across the board yeah. and you're going to get intoxicated. Marijuana is different. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bit different conversation yeah. even on how it's used. And um, I mean, but, it, it applies with I mean, you drink a, a 2.5 percent. You can drink five or six or seven of those. Night. And yeah. it's like you've basically drunk one high octane 10 percent ABV. And so I, I think it correlates in that way for people who do drink alcohol. You know, you could have a, a few beers at 1.8%, some sour that's like hardly anything and have four or five of those. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to affect you. In totality, you're talking about seven, one, seven percent beer, a lot of calories. And you're talking a lot more sugar. Yeah, yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot more calories. Now you're but, double whammy, double, double sin. Yeah. Double secret. But I, that's what, so like when I'm saying that I'm against it, I'm not because I think it was like if it's 25% THC and then up to 12% CBD, it'll be harder for you to get high. Versus like a lot of people will do like 25% THC or something like that and 0.3% CBD. Mm-hmm. They're getting stoned. Do you right? think it's a gateway drug? In and of itself, I don't think it's a gateway drug. It depends on your definition of a gateway drug, right? I think used in certain social circles and context and the yeah. way that some of the circles the I community. ran in early in my music career, it could be a gateway drug to other things. Yeah, for by just my like definition, it is. I agree. So is alcohol. Like there's almost nobody that's like a substance. big drug user that didn't drink. Yeah. Right. Or didn't smoke weed. Yeah. In my experience. You don't get the shrooms first. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, so that's what I'm saying. Like people are afraid, I think sometimes that want to say, I'm not saying you because you did say it was. But like some people are afraid that want to argue for its legality or argue that Christians, it's okay for them to use it recreationally or medically, whatever, that don't want to act like it's a gateway drug. But that's like one of the reasons why I feel pretty strongly about how I'll talk to my kids about it, where I'm not going to tell them it's a sin to smoke marijuana or drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to caution them against playing with fire. Basically the same thing with sex. Like they're going to want to have sex. They're going to want to drink alcohol. They're going to want to smoke marijuana. Mm -hmm. So it'd be a similar conversation. And, and, it is a gateway drug. Like mm-hmm. if your kids don't drink and don't smoke weed, they're less likely to, to end do up cocaine. doing cocaine or <laughs> yeah. heroin or something, right? That's just a fact yeah, sure. yeah. in my opinion. So it is well, a gateway drug. Is which, that because of the marijuana itself though? Or is that because of the stigma in this country? And well, I don't know about stigma. I think it's- had to get it, I think it. it's because just like my friends well, in high school- chemical shift that's going on in your brain. Not just that, but now you're willing to do it and you're less afraid. I was going like, to say- I that, think that's I think, a big point I think it's a it. social influence is what, from what I see and have observed with alcohol and weed, is the social influence makes it the gateway. If, if it's just, if I'm introducing my kid to- to wine or to beer, my hope would be that it's no gateway to something else because they're not going to receive that influence. If they go away to FSU or University of Georgia sure, or wherever <laughs> and they're around all their friends <laughs> and they're, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. This is like number seven party school <laughs> in America. So, um, UF. But, but it's game day and they're drinking or they're smoking, then the, 
the, the social influence, I mean, we're yeah. all influenced. We talked about a lot on this podcast and especially young people are heavily influenced. Then it becomes a gateway to those I think things. once you try one but, thing, you're willing to try another, you're willing yeah. to try another. That's like kind of how but I that think is the dependent on the person. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's the drug. Yeah. And marijuana. I think that's been yeah. more so true in the past because I think as the stigma started to yeah. lift and it's been decriminalized yeah. Smoking and Smoking cigarettes even. Like, yeah. yeah. Nowadays, you know, like 20 years ago, it was taboo to buy weed. You had to go to some dealer on the street and the same guy that's selling the weed might be selling some oxy or some coke. Yeah. So, so you, okay, I'm gonna yeah. now you can go in a dispensary and buy good quality marijuana, but you can, you don't have dispensaries for heroin. I mean, well, you did a hundred years ago, but not, not anymore. <laughs> and so that would be my argument yeah. that as it becomes more and more socially acceptable, it becomes less of a gateway. So do you think there's any scripture? that backs up kind of our positions that we haven't hit on already with drunkenness and drunkards and not being addicted to strong drink, things like that, that also apply to weed. So I think 1 Corinthians 6.12 is a passage that needs to be addressed here, mm-hmm. where Paul says, all things are lawful for me. Now, we, we all, once again, doesn't mean all. We've talked about that a lot on the podcast. So mm-hmm. sin would not be contained in that all. Anything that is sin is not lawful for us as believers. But when he says all things are lawful for me, what that does is it opens the door to anything that is not prohibited in principle or directly in scripture, is a liberty issue for Christians. And he brings up specifically in 1 Corinthians, as well as in Romans and Galatians, alcohol and drinking, as mm-hmm. well as eating and eating meat. And, you know, and so it could apply to eating sugar or whatever. So and it could apply to weed. Like, so all things being lawful for me, you look at this and you go, okay, if, if I'm not becoming intoxicated, if I'm smoking this high strand of CBD and low strand THC and, and or I'm eating a gummy and I know exactly, you know, that how it's going to affect me, Toxication is not happening. Addiction is not taking place. It's not a gateway for me. All these things that we kind of brought up. It's not a stumbling block because I'm just not talking. I'm not flaunting that liberty. And so it's not a stumbling block. It's not causing me to disengage from mission and purpose in life and from worship and being out and about in society. So you look at all these things and and you, you can legitimately answer no to all of them. Then you go, okay, Paul, what Paul says through the spirit of God is I might have the liberty to drink or to partake in this. However, then he goes on to say, but not, not all things are helpful or mm-hmm. beneficial to mm-hmm. me. And That's so the important part and in so my then, opinion. Then you have mm-hmm. to ask yourself, okay, just because I have the right to do something, and I think this answer, I think what Paul's doing is he's establishing this answer might be different for a lot of Christians. I agree. I, I feel like you're sitting here, it's very obvious how different it is. Yeah, yeah, universally saying you cannot drink or you cannot smoke weed or, or if you're not getting high. Like, it's easy to take that position. A lot of Christians have for the last generation plus, but when he says all things are lawful that are not sin, okay, then you start eliminating what's sin and you look at weed specifically and you go, okay, but is it beneficial for me? Is it helpful? Now, medically, we understand people would say, yes, it is. Right. A doctor has said so. A physician has said so. But then you start going, is it beneficial? And Christians have to, in a clear conscience, answer that question before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, is this liberty that he's given me to drink a glass of wine, to eat a slice of cake, to, to help take the pressure off the day, mm-hmm. to, to, to smoke a joint without yeah. getting high. Yeah. Is, it, is it helpful for me? And I think the answer a lot of times is, with all these things, is no, it's actually not maybe helpful yeah. um, with, with what we're dealing with. The word would be more helpful. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can universally say it's not helpful in mm-hmm. those situations to, to have some sugar, to have some ice cream, to, you know. So got, that's a good, that's yeah. a good point, I think, that we should yeah. talk about before we end, is if you're smoking more weed, or drinking more alcohol or eating more ice cream or whatever you want to say, then you are reading your Bible or being out on mission or being involved in your local church or going to church corporately every Sunday. You can just answer your question right there. You should, 
you should alter your priorities. Yeah. You're, right? I, That's a sure. blanket to me. Sure. Yeah. Like if you're drinking, if you're sitting down for an hour and a half every night, smoking a blunt in your backyard to chill, but you don't take an hour to read your Bible, like that's a problem. What if yeah. you're reading your Bible while smoking? Great. I'm just saying. I'm because, me. No, I'm, if, I'm, being I'm, dead serious. I'm dead serious too. Like if I'm honest, a lot of times I I'll do it while I drink my coffee in the morning, which is the closest thing. You smoke I have. weed while you drink your coffee? Well, I read my Bible while I'm, okay, while I'm oh, drinking gotcha, my coffee gotcha. in the morning, which is the closest thing I have to an addiction, which would be coffee. Yeah. Which we haven't mentioned purposely because I'd like to stay away from it because yeah. that's where I feel the most guilt. <laughs> but like I read my Bible right there and it wakes me sure. up and I'm focused and whatever. And I love it. And that's so that's a good point. I was going like, to say, I sit on my back patio a lot of times. drink a sour. With a glass of wine, red wine, and my pipe. Um, but I'm with, being with serious. tobacco, with tobacco in it, just so we're clear, and 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 my Bible, and I and I read while I'm sipping a glass of wine and, that's and awesome. smoking a pipe. But that's my point. I think you should really think about that, and that should, I hope, guilt people into actually thinking about their priorities and what's so important. They think more about wanting us to sit around this table and say it's okay for you to smoke weed or it's okay for you yeah, to yeah, drink yeah. alcohol than they do if they're actually doing what they should be doing in their Christian sure. walk. Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, that, yeah. that's something that I think is really important to land. But on unfortunately, I think nine times out of 10, the battle between doing what's right, reading the word, being in prayer, all those things is not alcohol or weed. It's social media. It's TV. It's food. It's naps. It's family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I vacation, mean, you know, so these are peripheral things, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, for me, like I don't drink. The, the smoking that I do or the vaping, I should say, that I do is medicinal. It's prescribed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's in moderation for sure. My struggles with is the other are, stuff are the affects other stuff. your spirituality. It's the media. Right. It's yeah. the constant games on yeah, television. Yeah. It's the it's food. I mean, that's yeah. my big that's my addiction. It's sugar. Mm-hmm. It's uh biscuits and gravy and obviously oh, biscuits all and the gravy, things man. contributed to this uh beautiful body. Yeah. Yeah. In in seriousness. Biscuits and gravy are pretty serious, by the way. But um, but in seriousness, Romans 14, 23, for anybody listening, because if you're listening, you're like, I've always had this strong internal conviction against smoking weed, against drinking alcohol. But I listen to these guys, and maybe if I'm not getting high, or maybe it's not a drink gateway. Look, Romans 14, 23, Paul, speaking about Christian liberty in context, says, whatever is not a faith, or in other words, whatever mm-hmm. is not of a clear conscience before the Lord is sin. Mm. So there is such thing as individual sin. Just because something is not universally, potentially universally prohibited, like let's just say alcohol, that doesn't mean that it wouldn't ne- potentially be sin for you. Phariseeism is when we start taking personal sin and applying it to everybody else, mm-hmm. and everybody else has to live according to right. my personal convictions. But you are entitled to personal convictions, and you should live according to those personal convictions, because what might not be sin for Alan or for Nate, let's say, would be sin for Alan. If he has yeah. a, a conviction against weed and smoking weed or taking gummies or using cream or whatever, and he's like, you know what? Nate can't convince me I can do this, but yet he feels a heart right. of guilty conscience before the Lord. That's sin, according yeah, to Romans don't 14, do it. Right, yeah, you I would come say over don't the crib do it. and I just yeah. like, hey, bro, you got me on the podcast. <laughs> can I, <laughs> can I have vape. some of your medical? <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, that would be. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's, that's yeah. important to, to address is there is there is that individual, um, our conscience before the Lord being convicted by the Holy Spirit. Um, and if any of these things are off, if even one of these things we've mentioned, if it does become a gateway to something else, if we are becoming intoxicated, if we are disconnecting from community or from mission and mm-hmm. purpose that God has taught us to, then with alcohol, with sugar, with weed, with anything, we're in sin now. Yeah. Like we've, we've transgressed. And I think that like back to what Tregos had said earlier was like, is our heart posture to see where the line is right. or is it to say, God, does this glorify you? Yeah. Like, with you taking it medicinally, that's you, from what I'm understanding, is you saying, I function better as a 
follower of Jesus with this, right? So therefore it's, it's glorifying to God. I'm 100%. the best version of Nate that I can be because, you know, whatever. I'm still not, there's no, no best yeah. version of Nate, but. Oh, there it's, a, it's a very, a good version. <laughs> it's a but you feel version. me? Like, I yeah. think that that's the hard posture. So many times, especially with our youth and, and their, their question is how far can I go? Right. Yeah, you know, definitely. until until it's sin versus like, God, can I glorify you? And if that means I have to stay really far from this line, that's right. fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I think what, that's the way to what, end it. Yeah, man. Hey, I really appreciate you guys being on today. Nate, thanks for the uh, the thoughts there. Alan, AP, the artist. Appreciate it, bro. Go appreciate check out my you. boy's work. Jeffy, thanks, man. Pete, it's good to have you back for a change, yeah, man. man. <laughs> it, was, it was good to be here. I'm just glad to get back. Until next here. time, folks. Thanks for listening to Out of Odds. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen. Out of Odds is produced by Building 28 Church and Podcast Royale. You can find out more about this show and Building 28 by visiting outofozpodcast.com. New episodes drop every Monday and you can get each one automatically by subscribing in your favorite podcast app.